The God in My Bed by the Hooligan P. Chapter 1 He's Homeless. Julie rushed along the street, the umbrella fighting for its life against a wind that had no mercy to give. Her poor sandals became wet a mile ago, and now she was just in a flip-flopping along the street, her toes cold and wet. But she could have prepared better for that, and for that she had no one to blame for herself. It always sucked when it rained on a Friday, and it seemed like the weekends were always ruined by rain, while her weekdays, which seemed to roll on forever, were always bright and sunny. She could hear the thunder rolling along in the distance, which made her speed up her pace, almost tripping on the uneven blocks. She only came out to get some slacks, and yet it seemed like as if life wanted her to be nothing more than a hermit stuck in her home. Judy walked mindlessly down the blocks, while three-story buildings provided some relief against the winds. The trash had piled up on the sidewalks like always, and she tried not to pay it much in mind, just to remember to take it out the trash when she got home tonight. That wasn't until she saw a little box that kept moving ever so slightly. She wondered if it was just the rain, until she heard a little meow. Now, she never made it a habit to approach trash, but this was the exception. She walked closer, peeking over the small box carefully. It was then that her lips parted, as she huffed out a soft, sad breath. Hey, little kitty, she said, trying to keep her voice low and sweet. Now I wanted to scare the beautiful little black cat any more than it already was. She used her umbrella to cover the box, and it seemed to have already been soaked through. Do you have an owner, baby? She asked as it looked up at her with bright blue eyes. All I did was continue to scratch lightly at the box. Oh, poor baby. But then they rolled on, getting louder, and the wind picked up. She noted how the box shook and rattled, and the poor kitten meowed. She didn't notice any collar on him, and with a broken heart, she extended a finger towards the little cat in a symbol of treaty. The cat slowly backed away, but she didn't lose hope. She pressed her finger to the ground, lowering it, her hand onto the box, hoping that it would make some contact. At first, it switched its little nose around the box, yet she stood still, squatting next to the broken box. Come on, baby. It's okay. Then hesitantly, it made its way closer to her, its little white nose pressing against her hand and eventually rubbing its face into her arms. Okay, baby. I want to take you home with me, is that alright? I want to get you out of here. Slowly, she moved her hand, cupping it from its tail. It froze as she patted its back, trying to signal that she was friendly, and then carried it in her chest with ease. She held the umbrella with the crook of her neck, and she cradled the cat like it was a baby. Come on now. I'm going to take you home. I'm going to give you a good bath and a good meal, and eventually, try to get you to a bed.
The cat meowed back as if it was trying to tell her something. And I made her smile. It had been such a long time since she even thought about a pet, but the stress of work and life in general, it had been one desire that had to be put in the background. Bills were expensive, but what was the point of having money if she never got to enjoy any of it? Yes, even if she cradled the poor creature towards her chest, letting it wet her shirt, she wondered if she would be a good parent. She didn't know much about cats besides the fact that they ate tuna and were generally good on their own. She never really knew what it took to take care of one, but she also didn't want to leave it behind. What if it died out here of hunger? What if a rare cat came around and tried to be mean or bully it? She knew that most people didn't like bad cats because of the stereotypes which made his chances of being adopted lower than most. She hated the whole superstition about black cats being bad luck. Who even made something up like that? Who hated black cats so much that they convinced people that even seeing one in its path would be misfortune? The poor thing shivered in her arms. It was all out there, all alone, much like she was in this world. And if she knew anything, it was that the world tends to be unforgiving and cold. She struggled to open the door of her apartment, but when it finally opened, she blew an air of relief. She sat him down on her mat while she took off her sandals and folded up her umbrella, placing it right beside her shoe rack. The cat was already on its paws, walking around, and for the first time she questioned how her home would look like to such a small creature. Would it look big and inviting? For her it looked far too small and too cramped, but with too many books and trinkets. Too many half-done projects and unnecessarily large hampers stuffed with clothes that was far too lazy to clean. Sorry, it's a bit of a mess, baby. But this is going to be your new home now, and I promise I'll try to keep everything clean. She said, walking towards the kitchen, and then walked the opposite way, exploring. She put away her snacks and took a can of t fresh tuna fish opening it and setting it right beside the tiny room set. She proceeded to undress, taking off all her clothes in the bathroom before walking around the bedroom closet to take out a small pair of PJ pants and a tank top. Then took out her phone and settled onto her couch to look for cat items. It didn't take her long for her Amazon cart to fill with recommended items, then totaled at around $300. She mulled over the list that included cat beds, some toys, a little box, litter box, litter box material, cans of tuna, self-disposing towels and food, for water, and a cat carrier. She looked at the cat who now is full and is playing in circles around her dining chairs. She looks back at the cart. She grits her teeth and then presses the buy button. Her spirit deflates, much like her bank account. And she takes a deep sigh. It's okay. It's for the cat. She reassures herself. She stared at the little cat from her couch, wondering what she would call it. The cat was hers now, so why should she not give him a name? Baby, she cried out to the cat. And it didn't seem to pay her too much attention. But it did perk up one ear. I need to find a good name for you. 
Anything you'd like to be called? Was its only response. Well, that's not very helpful. But you are a black cat, so how about I call you Neon? Or Noir? Is that how we say it? The cat turned around, looking less than satisfied. Oh, okay, okay, um, how about Spooky? Julie turned her head up and began to laugh. Laughing so hard, her stomach began to hurt. I'm gonna have to take that as an absolute no. But that kind of leaves me fucked because I don't know what kind of name you would like. I mean, I guess I could call you baby for now, although eventually you'll have to get a real name, especially when I go to the vet and stuff. Oh, oh my gosh, wait, hold on up. Does that mean I need pet insurance? Hey, how do I even get pet insurance? Is that more expensive? Oh, well, I guess I'll find out as I go, I guess. But as soon as everything comes in, you are definitely going to the vet. Giving a little meow before I headed towards the bathroom door, she smiled. That its long black tail switched from side to side. She let him explore while she tried to figure out how not to fuck up this poor cat's life. It took her the whole night, but after some deep diving and some investigation, she felt a little bit more comfortable in her knowledge and began to apply for some insurance as well as schedule some checkups with a local vet. <sighs> she yawned and then realized it had been almost midnight on this whole cat journey and she wasn't sure on how to proceed, but she wanted to go to sleep. But didn't really want the cat to go into the bed with her, especially without being checked first. So she went to the linen closet, picking out a worn old blanket and choosing to sacrifice it. Julie folded it properly and placed it on the foot of her bed. Alright baby, this is your bed and I'm exhausted. She watched as baby got into the bed strutting in circles before laying its head down. She stretched and then she threw herself onto her bed, letting the noise of the rain guide her to sleep. The little cat listened in as she snored, the moon now high in the sky and a small little screen that set up top of her nighttime table read 11.59pm. The cat begins to stretch its body, its little bones contorting until it has grown five times its size. And there, instead of black paws that touched the soft blanket, were now hands, strong hands with veins that pulsed through the blood flowing, flexing its fingers. The body stretched, rolling its shoulders before standing on two long, muscular legs. Its hands ran up its face, pulling its face back ever so slightly. 
It catches its reflection on a small screen. Its silver hair had overgrown and now covered his eyes and his nose. He pushed it away, pulling it back before making it into a quick, simple braid that fell past its hips. Kicking the blanket up, he fashioned it around his waist to make a makeshift skirt. Carefully and quietly, he stepped towards the bed, still hovering over her sleeping body. His gaze softened as he looked down at the woman who had so generously brought him into her home. Her cheeks squished against the pear-shaped pillow, her soft pudgy arms around a large stuffed toy. He smiled, his lower fangs protruding from his lips. Thank you, little one. He whispered, but she didn't stir as she snored away her mind deep in the realm of dreams. He had already made it outside of the door, closing it gently behind him before entering her bathroom. He washed his face and then looked into the mirror. Gods, how long has it been? I forgot how long it's been since I've taken this form. He passes a towel over his face, clearing up the drops of water. I wonder what awakened me to this. He looked back into the mirror. His skin was clear, with a soft tan beige color that contrasted the sky blue cat-shaped eyes. He ran a hand over his neck, inspecting himself. Yet, he still felt strange, as if he couldn't recognize his own skin. Buddha, how could you forget yourself? In an attempt to shake off the feeling, he turned on the shower. The sound of the cascading water filled the air and the bathroom was so tastefully adorned with marble tiles, soft blue accents, and a delicate decorative elements that it gave it a delicate touch. Steam arose to the surface of the pristine bathtub as water flowed freely. He passed long fingers under the water, testing the heat. The days had been hot, but because of the rain, the temperature had finally cooled. And so he stood beneath the shower head, his silhouette obscured by the gentle mist that enveloped him. His long silver hair clung to his chiseled frame, cascading over broad shoulders in memorizing ways. The water danced over his skin, washing away the past two centuries. Curiosity took him as he looked over the products decorating a bathroom shelf. He'd read through the labels, wondering why one woman would need so many fragmented soaps and hair things. He chose one, the lemon-scented soap that had come in an oversized bottle. He lathered the fragrant soap into his scalp, chest, and the scents followed the lines of his godly physique, accentuating his divine beauty, his eyes now captivating cat shade of blue, 
shimmering with a mix of intelligence, playfulness, and relishing in the sensation of being in its true form once again. Buddha's ears adorned with large intricate piercings glistening as drops of water trickled down them, adding a touch of allure to his celestial nature. Beneath his full lips, enduring the underbite, revealed small fangs, a hint of his otherworldly nature, which he had embraced and come to appreciate during his time as a cat. He wondered about the woman who so kindly brought him into his home, so blissfully unaware. He smiled when thinking about how she tried to name him Spooky. Why Spooky of all things? She was probably still outside the shower, pretty in her sleep and very unaware of his divine nature. He let the water cleanse his body, washing away the last remnants of his cat form. And while the midnight hour still marked it towards its end, as the enchanting journey had starting a new life alongside this pretty lady who had unknowingly set him free. Well, not truly free. Even he could feel the limitations of his power. His body was still wanting to just form back into that of the shape of a small cat. After a quick dry, he walked into her living room. He turned on her television to whatever she had left behind. He looked around her apartment and shook his head. It was a little messier than he would like, so taking the initiative to repay the kindness shown by him by the prettiest woman with a sense of responsibility and not much else to do, he decided to assist her in the household. The scent of laundry detergent filled the air as he sorted the clothes into neat separate piles. His cat-like blue eyes gleamed with a mix of, of determination and gratitude and a small smile played on his lips as he worked diligently. Despite his gaudy appearance, he handled the mundane task with the same earnestness that he has shown whilst he can care of his own godly realm. His long silver hair is still slightly damped from the shower cascaded down beautifully as he moved from the laundry room to the bathroom and back again. The sound of the water splashing echoed faintly in the background, reminding him of the rejuvenating shower he had just taken. Buddha expertly operated the washing machine, carefully setting all the cycles and adding the appropriate amount of detergent as the machine hummed to life. He took a moment to marvel at the marvels of the more modern world, intrigued by the technological advancement that had occurred in his centuries-long absence. While the laundry spun and washed, he padded silently throughout the house, ensuring that everything was in order. His godly presence seemed to infuse the atmosphere with a sense of tranquility, as if the home itself recognized the ancient power that was now residing within its walls. As a washing machine completed its task, Buddha officially transferred the clean laundry to the dryer. His graceful movements and aura of elegance that made even the most mundane chores seem enchanting. He folded everything meticulously. He seemed to imbue them with a touch of its godly essence, making them feel somehow special and cared for. Finally, when the laundry was clean, dried, and neatly folded, Buddha returned the garments to their rightful places. 
leaving the house looking as tidy and organized as if Divine's presence had indeed graced it. With a satisfied sigh, he reached into her cupboards to eat some of the snacks that she had so diligently stored away. During the day, he'd have to set up a plan on how to leave and return without setting off any alarm bells every time he left. Buddha then retreated back into her room. He settled down in her bed, curling up in a most comfortable position, his underbite and small fangs giving him a slightly endearing expression, even in his godly form. The pretty woman would soon wake up and find that her laundry was immaculate and perhaps wonder how this miracle had occurred. Unaware of his godly form, watching over her in the shape of a cat. Julie woke up to her cat lying on her bed. It looked so peaceful that she didn't really want to wake him up. Instead, she chose to rise, shaking off the sleep of the night before and getting herself ready to start her day. Though she hadn't much planned, she did plan on picking up a couple of packages. So. She put on her favorite lounge outfit, a long mumbo she wore around the house on her lazy days. She popped up and started cleaning, but to her surprise, when she had gone into her living room, her kitchen and everything had seemed to be miraculously put into place. She didn't think too much about it. Time to be, to be on her side, and everything came early. With much love and care, she set up the cat bed, the litter box, and the bowls, and she was so proud of herself, feeling a bit better about being a cat mom. Slowly but surely, she settled into a routine, and the week had gone by, and what seemed like there was no new hassle for her. But she now had a companion who to talk to late into the night. She grew to love Baby, so much so that by the time of his bet visit, she had already made him a secure part of her life. Yes, little did she know, at those nights that she slept so peacefully in her home, was maintained and cared for. It had taken Buddha a little while, but he was able to secure clothes by stealing it from a laundry line, placed by peace. But he had grown cunning enough to hide it well, hiding his loot behind the refrigerator, and after a good three days' time, he had enough clothes to wear and wander around the streets. But he wasn't dumb, and refused to open a door. Instead, he'd open a bathroom window and throw himself down. Of course, the clothes were ill-fitted, a little too tight, like glue on his body, but he rocked it anyways. He didn't like to sweat the small stuff, instead choosing to explore his new neighborhood under the guise of humans. He had to admit that life had changed a lot for humans in the last couple of centuries. The machines, the lights, the sounds, the smells were so much stronger than they used to be. But it was evident that humanity itself hadn't changed much. He walked to the corner store, picking up some chips and some candy, bringing them to the counter. He watched as a young cashier, who couldn't be no older than 25, tallied up his total. That'll be 20. Buddha smiled. Do you want to see a magic trick? The boy did not look amused. Watch and learn. With a slide of his hand, the card reader accepted the purchase as completed. The boy's face turned into a look of confusion and shock. 
How the fuck did you do that? That's for me to know and for you to question. But don't work too hard. Buddha thought about all the candy she had stored and that he had been eating little by little. He did kind of feel guilty about it. After all, the poor woman clearly worked hard, often coming home late into the afternoon with frequent complaints about work. And those irritating co-workers, especially Carrie, he had grown to dislike Carrie. There was only one potential mate that she had discussed, but it seems as if she was to him very distant and she would like for him to make the move. Some man named Jason worked in another department. From her unwillingness to be bold, it seemed like they were going to need some divine intervention. It was up to him to create a plan to help them out.